that sounds like some boomer shit, though, honestly. Like, oh, I grew up with a four-speed. Exactly. I don't need six gears. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah five yeah. gears was fine for me. <laughs> or, we only had three gears back in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> I had one. Well, I still have it. It's called Topher's Picks. Topher's Picks? Picks. Like feet picks? No, I don't put feet picks on the internet. But you could. Like a... You kind of do. You put feet videos. That's but true. I but I have shoes on, though. So Yeah. Yeah, actually, you could probably do a pretty successful like YouTube channel. Driving with POV feet. Naked. Yeah, like, like. Naked. Well, not naked. Your feet are naked. Feet. So yeah, but barefoot. Barefoot is what they call barefoot it. Barefoot driving and have like a foot cam on yeah. the pedals. Mm-hmm. Well, if Daily Motor ever gets canceled, then that's what we can do. Is that's true? Yeah. I mean, I used to try to drive in flip flops, and every now and then people still make an angry, angry comment. I just got one recently on the um the Mustang. I saw. It that. wasn't even like a coherent thought though, so I didn't. It wasn't even worth replying to. It's funny that you, you bring that up. I went and just just to the Daily Motor like homepage, and it shows the latest comments on there. And I saw that one. It was like a 2020 Mustang. So it was a, yeah. like a three year old video. So random. Really? <laughs> it was like, oh my god, that's hilarious. Uh, news from Detroit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Durango Hellcat owners are suing Dodge for bringing it back for the 23 model year because they were told that it would be a one-year run wow. of the SUV. And now they're bringing it back for a second year, devaluing their 2022 vehicles huh. as investments. I mean, I guess I kind of get that. I mean, it's a public company. Mm. So in theory, if you were a shareholder and you were deceived. Yeah, they were deceived. Wow. I mean, they have quotes from Dodge saying this is a one-year-only vehicle. Now, I'm not upset solely about the, there being more Hellcat. No, that's excellent that's cool. because then maybe we'll but, be able to own one one day because there will be more of them. I hope they continue making them through 24 as well. Even 15 years later and it's won't. a tow rig for us. I know. Back, just some <laughs> clapped 180,000-mile yeah. theft recovery Disgusting. from Disgusting. It has like no hood yeah. or glass. But yeah, so I guess we'll see how that goes. Well, they're all just going to be stolen anyway. So that's true. Yeah. Now that it'll have what the opportunity they should to do, buy more. What the owner should do is just arrange to have every single 2023 model stolen, there which wouldn't be hard. No. And then they'll, they'll be fine because there won't be any 23s that mm -hmm. exist. Yeah. Or in turn, they could possibly miss a couple and make the 2023s very rare and desirable and there then continue and then to then devalue them. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So, sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of superfluous lawsuits, I saw a headline that someone sued Buffalo Wild Wings beca oh. because their boneless wings weren't wings. Mm. They're essentially just chicken nuggets. Well, they're chicken nuggets, yeah. They're adult chicken nuggets. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Casey Caldwell at, at Car and Driver refers to Buffalo Wild Wings as adult McDonald's. It's kind of accurate. Because it's four times the price and only like two times as good. Well, and it's like the same general kind of food. You go yeah, and yeah. get chicken, chicken tenders and fries, essentially. And it's like you get. $46. Yeah. yeah, it always cracks me up on the menu there because they'll give you ten chicken boneless wings and fries for ten dollars, but you pay like thirteen dollars if you don't get the fries because it's like a, a package. It's a meal, yeah, yeah. Very silly. Well, yeah. Uh, Welcome, episode sixty-four of the Daily Motor Podcast. Recording one day late because I have been a being ill enthusiast. That's right. And tune in <laughs> next week when I don't have a voice <laughs> because I'll probably get it from Charlie, but he's been. He's been talking like this for the past two days. Yeah, I've been a bit. He's actually a bit gruff. I'm, you I'm, found, sound okay now. Yeah, I'm sure it'll get worse throughout the day after talking for a straight hour. But um, mm. 
That's right. Yeah, no, it is much better. And uh, my sweetheart wife, Alyssa, has hooked me up with a Civic Type R, um, what do you call it, thermos filled with tea, honey oh, and tea, mint the, tea oh, oh, and honey. That's yeah. very sweet. So it's supposed to make my, my throat better. Alyssa's still feeling okay? No. <gasps> mm. Yeah. She'll, she'll probably be less sick than me because she didn't ski for an entire day and also take a flight that got her in at 1 a.m. and also recorded three different channels videos on the Hummer and also get like five hours of sleep she's had a relaxing few days uh i went on craigslist last night okay and found the coolest conversion truck i've ever seen oh so we're are we gonna get right on into it or you want to save it for the end i just well we can just show it i don't know if they're gonna be able to see it or not especially the people just listening that's why the people listening anyways it's a what year is i don't even know what year it is it does not oh it's a 2001 2001 f-150 but it's been converted by a company called Custom Creations. Custom with a K and Creations with a K. It's just different paint and wheels and body kit and Can you show me? Stick on wood. Yeah. Isn't that the the most excellent piece of 90s thing you've ever seen? Look at the paint. It's fantastic. I think it's a long bed for that. Like I think it's a six and a half foot bed. Yeah, it is. And it's a step side also. And it's got tan interior with stick on wood. How much do they want for it? $6,500. And it's in Florida. Oh. So it's probably rust free. Miles? Potentially. 160000 I I would consider having that. I would as well. It's two wheel drive, obviously, because it's mm. in Florida and That's it's a, a conversion point. truck. I don't know but, if I want a two wheel drive F 150. Um, but yeah, it's pretty neat. That is pretty neat. So um, my F 250 today started right up mm. after sitting for weeks. Course covered in snow. I, I honestly impressed. I I bet you there is zero para, parasitic draw when that thing gets turned off because the radio is not even plugged in. And what else is there electronic in that truck? Once the lights, the lights turn off, yeah. like <laughs> everything's off. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that what you, that's what you drove here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I ended up I I couldn't sleep last night from about five to seven. Then as soon as it was like because you're ill, maybe I don't know. I was just. Nobody's been sleeping recently. Emily hasn't slept. My dad's been having trouble sleeping. They do say the time change throws people off. Does it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But anyway, once 7 o'clock hit and it was like reasonable time to be waking up, I fell dead asleep. So I ended up sleeping until 9.30. Keeping the throat lubricated. Yeah. Lots of fluids today. Uh, I drove the F-250 because Keone and I of Cap's Garage will be retrieving a Miata today. A free Miata. Yeah, Friata. Friata. I would like to start a charity called Miata Recovery Services and just save the save the Miatas that have been neglected and are, are left out because you know hairdressers bought those and then they just like abandon them when like you know the clutch goes out or something like that and they're yeah. just sitting behind some garage somewhere. Well, this Miata is being put to death. The one that you're going to get. It's still better to be used and die valiantly than That's just true. wither away. I can smell that mint tea from here. It smells really good. Mm, yeah, if it were larger i would offer you something like your own i could give it to you in that uh, no it's it's okay because SUV you're, you're sick although i'm probably already well, I, I haven't m- consumed any of this yet oh, okay yeah. well it's okay enjoy you you, you just a... always you give me things that you bring that's and i'm true, like provides and stuff so okay I, well that's okay it's I'll... just i'm letting you know the thought is there okay thank you uh, if you get thirsty you can drink the water bottle that you appear to have opened took one sip of them and put back there probably a month ago oh yeah <laughs> That's just part of the set. Is it? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> no, they can't see it. Part of the set. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, should we talk about what we drove last week? Or I think we, we can kill yeah. a little bit more time first. You want to? Yeah. Today's Pi Day. 
Oh, Happy yeah. I, you know what? I looked at the date this morning and I was like, this means something. I was like, why is this date significant? We used to have a Pi Day party in my uh, eighth grade math a class. Pi Day party. Pi Day party, yeah. What was it? Algebra? Algebra? Maybe it was the sequel. Algebra 2. Algebra 2. It might have been. Anyways, our, <clears throat> our teacher would say, you can bring in anything you want as long as it's a circle. It doesn't have to be a pie. But you know how pie is like a circle? Yeah, it's yeah. like a thing. Yeah. So people would bring in like a bucket of KFC chicken because it was a circle. <laughs> like the bucket's a circle uh-huh. or the top of it's a circle. So we would just have a bunch of different foods that were in circular containers. Or some people would bring in actual pies as well and cakes and things. I like that. I like when teachers, you know, have some fun. I and I also like when the students have enough respect to like not bring in a joint or something like that because that's circular. Mm, well, we were know? in eighth grade, so I don't really think. I mean, maybe nowadays, but back in 2000, uh, what year would I have been in eighth grade? 2011? Yeah, 2011. I don't think people were. Doing I rem- that yet. I remember there were a select few like bad kids well, in middle yeah, school that like I was few. like blown away by like the things that they were doing and getting away with. And I was like, why? Like yeah. it's just aren't you having fun like playing on the <laughs> playground? Like, I don't know. I just Yeah. Yeah. For Pi Day, you would bring in a steering wheel. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I would. That's I what would now. Yeah. What is it? Tell the viewers what that steering wheel is over there. They can't uh, see it. But oh, yeah. I, cool. I hung a steering wheel on my wall. I don't remember exactly what it's from. It's from a Toyota truck of some sort, uh, like a like an 80s Toyota truck. It probably would have just been called Toyota, Toyota Pickup. Back pickup. Yeah, was, yeah. I think it's just from, it's, yeah, Toyota Pickup. It was like a tan Toyota Pickup, little tiny thing. Good. That vehicle is probably in the Middle East now, being utilized by a terrorist. Uh, no, it's actually in the crusher being turned into a microwave. Is it? Yes, because it was in the junkyard. Mm, touche. Yeah. However, if it weren't in the junkyard, then your assessment would be quite accurate. Remember that story from years ago where some dude in Texas sold his like landscaping business truck or whatever yeah. to auction, yeah, and they shipped it over to the Middle East, and he yeah. saw it on the news with this, this he, the name of his business. On yeah, side. he traded it in to like Carmax or something, and they sent it to auction without peeling his stickers off. Which. I mean, I suppose if, if whoever he traded it into said, we will peel the stickers off, I yeah. get why he'd be frustrated. He, but like, you kind of should have just done it well, before you what I it. And I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. What I'm picturing is that he drove there without the intention of buying a vehicle right away um, and said, hey, do you, do you guys want me to peel these stickers off? And they, and they went, oh, no, no, you're good. We'll take care of it for you. That's a good point because dealers do do that. Yeah. And then they just literally parked it in the trade-ins and never thought about it again. And then it went to the Middle East and had a machine gun mounted in the bed yeah I, great advertising for him though mm-hmm. any yeah, advertising is good advertising mm-hmm. right they any, say? Press, is good any press. press is good press yeah so he's he probably has a booming business now because he made us think about it clearly stating that his views oppose that of um sure. al-qaeda yeah or, or isis or ISIS, whatever name yeah, one you, yeah exactly yeah. and good for him I could see Stu doing something like that. <laughs> not intentionally, but Stu's just so busy that he'd be like, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, we'll, we'll scrape that off. And then it's not even his fault because it goes to some porter and it's like, hey, can you make sure you get this off? Oh, of course, man, I'll do it. And then off he goes. I'm actually curious about exporting cars to the Middle East because um, one of our, one of the guys I follow on Facebook, Charbel, can just say it's public. You guys can go and look at it. He'd too. probably appreciate the press. He would well. appreciate the press. So this, this, the the king of BMWs in Michigan, he just exported four BMWs to Iraq. Well, he, actually, sorry, he sold them to a guy who's some, who's that's going to export them. them. Yeah, four E thirty two seven series and one E thirty four five series. So like old eighties BMWs 
going. And why are they? Well, it's weird that they're going. Maybe to, ISIS think needs have, them as demos. But you'd think they'd have better access to those vehicles from Germany. Maybe Germany won't give them things. Possible. They might have stricter export laws. Yeah. I thought you were going to say you want to export your, your S-Class. No, I want to export the ML55. <laughs> I think it should go to Iraq. Don't you think? Where yeah. would that car be better suited than yeah. Iraq? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They probably wouldn't keep running hand cooks on it. Probably need some sort of big off-roaders. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Um... Oh, you were just Speaking kidding. of the ML55, I just ordered another part for it that I was $80. Only, I thought you only needed one. I, well, I already told you about it, but I haven't told them yet. But you told me it was a part, but I was busy doing other things yesterday. Why did you order another part? I, thought, I, I ordered the one that I told you about yesterday. The throttle... The but, throttle but, sensor. But I, throttle sensor. Okay. Yeah. I thought you ordered that a long time ago. No, I ordered it yesterday. Oh. Yeah. Is that the thing he needs to dig halfway into the no. car to replace? No, no. That's the throttle body. I so, ordered a sensor that goes on top. I thought you guys already did that. Uh, well, he got one from the junkyard, and it was the wrong one, so ah, it didn't work. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are hoping that this $80 part that's easy to replace fixes it? you guys. It? It's Keone okay. being the technician. Well, also you, because you'd have to pay Keone probably about $400 to dig in to replace that's the true. throttle body. If I'm it thinking if this doesn't fix it, I'm going to drop to something me. on it, like a piano. Mm. Take the old Top Gear approach. Let us know in the comments what you'd like to see dropped on an ML55. Yeah, or I can just give it to you. I'll just give you the title. Actually, no. What I what I've been wanting to do is just give it to Keone in exchange for like three thousand dollars worth of work. Yeah, <laughs> on other cars. How much do you think that motor itself is worth? Um, you need to go. You need to go get that out of your mouth. It's a small amount. It's right back down the hatch. Uh, the motor. I don't know. Thousand bucks. Only that. It's like an AMG motor. It's hand built. No, I don't think they were that special back then. Really? No, I don't it think so. It was like so. their top, wasn't that their flagship motor back then? Because they didn't have 63s, did they? But they, they had V12s, though. Well, you mean flagship AMG motor? Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, I'm curious, because this is a 5.5-liter hand-built V8. 5.4. Why did Mercedes always do that? The 6.3 was like that, too. It was actually 6. a 6.2. They just inflate it. Well, the engine cover, the AMG engine cover is worth about 100 bucks. Well, there you go. Part of the way there. Well, you can have a you can have the V6 for $360 shipped. Which V6? The V6 that was in the oh, Mercedes gosh. of that era. The That's cheap. Put that in something stupid. Mm. Mercedes 5.4 engine. I'm going to say 1800 M113K. I don't see I don't know what the motor is called. Ah. $1300 shipped. Hmm. Sorry, $1480 shipped. All right. So yeah, not really worth that. Not worth pulling it out or Here's anything. one for Oh, this one is for parts only. This one must be blown up. It's 700 bucks. Here's a supercharged V8 from a CLS 55 for $6000. Factory supercharged? Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, those were Oh, yeah, because they started doing that in the, in the S class in 2003. 2003. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny because they didn't change the body style. It was still the W220, but from 2002 to 2003, it, it got like 90 so extra horsepower or yeah. something crazy. Thing is, I still think I'd take the NA version because I'd be worried about reliability. You've seen how great mine is. I'd have the supercharged one. How much worse could it be than the ML55? <laughs> the ML55 has not worked for a single second while I've owned it. And I've owned it for a year at this point. 
to be multiple fair, multiple things have been tried to fix it. To be fair, all it's going to take is getting the one thing that is right to fix it, mm. and then it'll probably work fine. And that one thing probably wouldn't have happened if the previous owner had done proper maintenance. True. Ran decent fuel through there regularly. Yeah. Changed the oil. Mm. Did you see there's a Ford Maverick on our calendar now? Yeah, it looks just like yours, except it's not an FX4 with 4K tow. Yeah, it's also not a 2-liter. It's a yeah, 2.5. it's a hybrid. Yeah. yeah. I'm editing our Maverick Tremor video right now. Oh, yeah. And uh, the my audio did not record in the second part. It's a bit of a bummer. So we're just going to have to pick me up off of your mics, which will be interesting. I haven't really dug into it yet. But hey. uh, entertaining videos so far. I haven't even gotten to the off-road stuff, which should be pretty cool. That was a good truck, that Maverick Tremor. That's fun. But where did you get the $39,000 figure? I built one online because I didn't have a Monroney. I figured they, I figured Ford didn't give us one. Mm. And I, uh, you were traveling, so I didn't want to ask you for it. Okay. You can always ask me. It's okay. Okay. Um, I feel like there was something else I wanted to mention, but I can't remember. So yeah, let's dig into it. This week at Daily Motor HQ, we drove... The yeah. 2023 Honda Pilot Trail Sport. <clears throat> it's kind of nice doing the podcast a day later because I don't feel like I'm literally repeating the things that we just said. Yeah, you're not rushing either to run out and shoot two more videos. I'm just rushing to go get a Miata. That's true. Uh, yeah, the Honda Pilot was a good car, but I only drove it for like a day. Charlie drove it for six days. Well, a few less because I was traveling. But yes, it was in my possession. I had the keys on me. Oh, yeah, uh, you only drove it for like... Four days. Yeah. I don't think the trail sport moniker is appropriate for the pilot. I get why they had to do it because every brand in their sister right now is making an off a soft rotor version yeah. of these cars. Yeah. But the Passport, cool. I get it. I don't get it with this one. I just, I think there are, let's go as far as to say 35% of Passport buyers who could benefit from having the trail sport. Yeah. I think there are probably less than 10% of pilot buyers that could that benefit. Could benefit. Yeah. yeah. Which, okay, fair enough. You know, offer it and just make it only available to some. I just know that there will be people who walk into the dealership and are like, oh, that one looks cool. I'll pay $50,000 for that. And they'll be missing out on the heated seats. They'll be missing out on the Bose sound system. Yeah. And then after three years, they'll be like, this car doesn't feel very special. And I'm just like, well, yeah. Well, yeah. You should have gotten the one that doesn't have the... Should have gotten the Elite train. Yeah. Or yeah. the... I think it's Touring is the one that's like the same price as, yeah. the, as the, uh, the Trail Sport. Yeah, I wouldn't have the Trail Sport. I'd have it as comfy and as Bose-ish as possible. The other thing, Honda's been coming out with a lot of these entirely new models. You know, they've, they're yeah, refreshing they're, their entire line. The whole lineup's going to be new the very soon. The Civic was the first one. Yes. And the Civic was already a decent car and it leapfrogged all the way up to top class. Yeah. Like so good. Both the SI, the base car, the hatchback, the, the sand, doesn't matter. Everything is great about the Civic. It feels very I'll go I'll use the forbidden word premium oh, for no. that for that class. And drives well, economical, all the features you're gonna want. Like you're not missing out on anything with the Civic. But as Honda started to release more of their crossovers and, and with the new updates, you're kind of going, mm, this doesn't leapfrog it up to the top of the class anymore. Yeah. The CRV was close because the CRV is really quiet. The hybrid powertrain is pretty good, although the non hybrid is a bit anemic and it looks good, but it is missing out on some of those features like a 360 camera and cooled seats and I think 
rear power points and everything outside of the hybrid. And then we get up to the pilot here and you're driving this $50,000 car around and going, I mean, it's good, but it's not all of a sudden the best car in this class. So that was a bit disappointing to me. I think it looks good. I think it drives easy. It's forgettable. It's very forgettable to drive. Yeah. The light and the steering's nice. The light steering. Light, nice light steering. I I don't remember minding the 10 speed as much. I feel like the 10 speed's maybe it's just the throttle tuning, but I, I feel like the 10 speed's too much. We'd be driving on the highway I didn't even with know it. I had a 10 speed. Right. We <laughs> would be driving along the highway and it, I could just hear it going from 10th to 9th to 10th to 9th. And it's subtle enough that most people probably wouldn't really notice, but I notice. Yeah. An eight speed is right where it's at because yeah. an eight speed can typically get at 70 miles per hour and just chill in eight. I was going to say, an eight speed is like the perfect amount of gears for an automatic. Mm-hmm. And a, and six is the perfect amount of gears for a manual. Yeah. Well, or it could be argued five. Seven's pretty cool. Yeah. But I, dude, when we were driving that 911, I would like half the time didn't even remember it had a seventh gear. I was just cruising in sixth. That's because we. We never really drove on the. I mean, our, I all our highway, highway driving was bit. like. I drove it on the highway a lot. Did you? you yeah, and I drove it all the way to PEC. No, I, well, I put it in seventh because I. On the last day I was driving on the highway, I was like, "Oh, try seventh gear," and it's just like. Yeah. Okay, seventh gear. And also, you were driving on busier highways where you probably weren't really using the cruise all that much. You were like enjoying the driving, whereas if you took a road trip with it, you'd be like straight up to seventh. Seventh. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're a seventh gear enthusiast because the C7 Corvette has it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, two two tangent stories on that. Okay. One, regular car reviews is auctioning a C five Z O six right Ooh. now, and I have purchased some entries. Oh, they're uh, it's a raffle. Raffle. Sorry, it's a raffle. Okay. Not an raffle. Auction. Yeah. How many entries did you purchase? Um, I believe a hundred. Are they a dollar each? No. Uh, it was a really weird setup. It's <clears throat> one entry for fifty dollars. But then after you purchase it, it prompts you, would you like to get five times more entries for another $50? And I was like, yeah, okay, what the heck? Mostly because I, I, I know it's not really your speed, but I really have appreciated regular car reviews for a long time. And I'm like, you know what? He's provided me with so many hours and hours of enjoyment and videos to fall asleep to and everything. I'm willing to give him some money. Like, you know, it's about time. So give him that. Then after you purchase those two, it says, would you like to sign up? For $3 to get 10 times, to multiply your entries by 10. And you sign up for like a monthly recurring thing that's like $8 and you can cancel any time. So by spending, I guess, $104, I got, what was that, 50 entries? 50 entries. Or $50 would have been one entry. So it's like, yeah, it's a smart setup from them because it doubles what people are, smart people would be willing to pay. Yeah. Um, but it's yellow. Ooh, nice. It's got a tune. It's been tuned. It's been tuned. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I've always shied away a bit from the C5Z because it's a hard top only. Whereas right. up starting in the C7, you could get the first of all, you don't need the C7 Z06 base C7 to be fine. Yeah. But starting with that Z06, you could get the Targa top or convertible. Yeah. But in the C5, the non-Z06 was a Targa, but the Z06 was a hard top. So that's a right. bit of a bummer. You are but, a uh, bit more of a Corvette enthusiast than I realized. Well, here's the thing: what, before I got the Boxster. Wise Council told me you should consider us a, a Corvette, a C5. It'd be great. It's the same price. It's going to be just as fun, easier work on everything. I said, nope, nope. I don't want to be seen as a Corvette owner. I, I don't want that demo. I don't want that car. It's too big. Yeah. Not me. I was Z4, Boxster, or S2000 only. Then, a few years after owning the Boxster, I'm like, you know what? 
probably should have considered the C5. Yeah. Because it's got just as much space, better fuel economy, faster, sounds better. Arguably. Arguably, depending on your driving situation. The Boxster did sound really good. Um, and when there's no corners, it's more fun to drive. Yeah. Boxers, well, they're pretty no good around corners, C5s, though. People, they're, Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. But the Boxster's excellent around oh, right, corners. Right. But they're, when you're just doing a straight line, you get like one, two pull in the Boxster, and then yeah. you're like, okay, I'm bored. Um, my, my buddy Dan had a C, well, he still has it. He bought a C5 Corvette in college, and he had a ton of issues with it. Like it really? Was, yeah. It was, it was, I mean, it appeared to be a nice car. Red, six-speed manual, Targa top. Um, and he bought it because he was like, oh, this will be the most reliable thing ever. And then it was not the most reliable thing ever. And it, it like flung belts all the time. And it like the exhaust or the, uh, yeah, the exhaust manifolds like cracked and broke off. And it was just like, it was like problem after problem with this car. And then he cycled through a couple other cars. He moved down to North Carolina and he ended up. your friends go to North Carolina? Because they all got this deal to go down there. And now they're all down there. Um he cycled through a couple of cars and landed back into a Corvette. And he, he, he just recently, a couple months ago, bought a C7 Z06. Oh, wow. And it blew up the f- day he bought it. It motor blew up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Who did he buy it from? I don't know, but Is I it private. Yes. Private sale. Yeah. Bad luck. So, bad luck, Dan. Sorry. He is, he's, he's rebuilding it. Um, and for apparently like a bunch more power as I mean, I don't blame him. Yeah, that might point. as well at that point. Right. Yeesh. But yeah. Bad luck. I felt really bad. I, I was like, oh, my God, because he's, you know, beautiful red mm-hmm. Z06. And he's posting these photos. I'm like, oh, man, that's a, that's a sick car. And then later in the day, there's a photo of it on a flatbed. And I'm like, oh, hope that's something minor. Nope. Motor blew up. Rod bearing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. I, I guess I wouldn't be under the impression that the that any Corvette would be the most reliable car, but I would suspect, especially with the older ones, the NA cars, anything that does break is going to be a lot simpler and cheaper to fix than something that breaks on the Boxster. Probably. Yeah. I mean, because just getting into any mid-engine car is a pain Dude, in the butt. I just have memories of that, that C5 Corvette on jack stands in my driveway multiple times. Wow. Because <laughs> he we would fix it at my house because we had we had the biggest driveway so yeah i know it it sat there for a while Hmm. it is cool that up at midland you could have like houses oh yeah dude we had the coolest house my sophomore year of college we had a four i think it was four bedrooms four bedroom four and a half bath house and we paid like dude i think it was like uh how much was that a month i think it was like $2,400 $2,400 a month mm. not maybe not even maybe because maybe we only paid 400 each so maybe it was yeah, I think you said that maybe Something it like was that. um 1600 bucks for a yeah. four bedroom four and a half bathroom house with a, it only had a one car garage but still, still it, it was a big, big one car garage it was like yeah. a big I mean my sophomore year we had a six bedroom house and no garage okay and it was like in tucked in said down you know downtown and arbor campus sort of thing yeah and everyone's paying like you know seven eight hundred dollars a wow. month and yeah, you have a bedroom yeah share bathrooms and stuff so i yeah, did it's a, easier to be a car person when you yeah, have a proper garage exactly well, proper house like parking around you know what, and the and best setup about that house is that it was a duplex so it was this big thing so we had our side of it our half and then there was nobody on the other half. So not only did we have oh, this wow. huge long nobody? driveway, no, nobody, rent nobody it rented it. They couldn't rent it out. 
crazy. I mean, they tried, but nobody moved in. So we had this huge long driveway on our side. And then we also used the neighbor's driveway. Dude, we had so many cars. Because all of us had multiple cars. That's cool. There were four, four of us living in the house, and all of us had at least two cars. So like there were, at all times, there were at least eight cars there. Plus when plus my, my buddy Kyle had a bunch of bikes and um it was it was yeah it was it was it was a fun year it was chaos but it was it was a lot of fun i know we've talked about this topic before but my ben profit also had like a good car group at college like their college he was like he ran his senior year like the car yeah club right uh down in knoxville of course that's perfect because you got tail the dragon 20 minutes away and yeah, all those great cool. roads and stuff we, but i think um, we would have crashed if we went or did, went and did something <laughs> you'd all probably be better drivers that's though. true yeah yeah so uh, it's I, at U of M. I just never, never really had that, but that's okay because I went to Car and Driver, and here we are. Yeah. Uh, the other tangent story that I had. Um, there's another journalist. I believe her name is Nicole, blonde woman, middle aged. I'm sure you've met her on press trips. Maybe. Um, but we were all out she of she test fest. Probably. I don't know. But we, she was telling a story that uh, a relatively close family member for an in law of sorts owns a jeep wrangler manual mm. and she nicole was teaching her niece however however they're related it's the daughter of this person how to drive stick um and she was out teaching the the niece or whatever and uh she goes up and she's like all right now go to six gear and the niece was like my dad says not to use six and nicole was like um what and the girl's like, yeah, like he never uses six gear. And Nicole's why? like, yeah, exactly. Like, like why? It's it's part of the like it's right yeah. there. And she like gets back home and everything is like skeptical and goes to like the in law or whatever. And he's like, do you never use six gear in your car? And he's like, no. So he literally drives the Wrangler around. That's a six speed manual and never uses six. Goes Dude. on the highway in fifth gear. What? That's <laughs> the most bonkers thing. That sounds like some boomer shit, though, honestly. Like, oh, I grew up with a four-speed. Exactly. I don't need six gears. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, five yeah. gears was fine for me. <laughs> well, four, we, we only had three gears back in the 50s. <laughs> yeah. I, sometimes you hear those stories like, do you follow the either Instagram or Facebook group, like, just rolled into the shop? Those sort of things. Uh, yes. Yeah. You see, You see the craziest sort of things that people do. And I feel like that's a perfect example of, of one of them. That's yeah. No, it's sounds yeah. sounds boomerish. Mm -hmm. I've acquired this new chair, and it's just as noisy as he the chair found I had it. Before. He found it. it was over there. It was over there, <laughs> and uh, he found it and wheeled it in here. We don't know whose it is. We have a we have a we have a, a good guess. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um. <clears throat> anyway, back to the pilot. I thought we were moving on to the next car. No, I think I I, I got to at um, least acknowledge we've, we've only spent forty minutes talking about the pilot. I drove up north with it. We did a good six hundred some miles, and we had multiple people in the car. And uh, I was a hair salty because I had literally loaded all of our gear up. He had widowy loaded all the gear up. Let's even the... let's move back even further. As soon as this trip was scheduled, I had booked. Our other car from last week, a 2023 BMW X7 M60i. Perfect Northern Michigan ski weekend car. It was going to fit four people and our luggage excellently. There's captain's chairs, heated and cooled seats, front and rear front massaging seats, $120,000 price tag, Pirelli Soto Zero winter tires. I mean, this is going to be like so great to take this car. 
load everything up, come out, start it up. And listen, when Turbo V8 goes going. And yes, I hear that, a beep, and the tire pressure monitor is up. And I was like, oh, maybe it got a little cold. Yeah. Press it, seven on the front <laughs> right tire. Oh, I was triggered. It was like time to go because, of course, Alyssa and I are late to everything. I want to, we're going to go back and read what Charlie said to me if it's PC. <laughs> You can you can say that because for those of you who are longtime listeners know I I've, I have this curse of finding ways to mangle tires. They typically is the front right as well. Did you did you find it? He's almost there. So I had to transfer everything from the X7. Thankfully, <laughs> shout out to Chris. He hadn't occupied himself with anything and didn't have any big plans for the pilot. We just so happened to have two three row crossovers that week. That's pretty yeah. lucky. Because we hadn't planned to have the pilot, um, and we were able to transfer everything into the pilot, took it, but I was salty the entire trip, knowing that I could have been in the BMW. Would you like to recite what I messaged you? Charlie goes, I'm going to unalive myself. That was it. And in the back of my mind, I'm going, oh, he's got a flat tire. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was. And then he sends a photo of the 35, 42, 43, 7. Um, it was a, it was a, a screw, too. I mean, it was yeah. healthy. And it was like half an inch from the sidewall. If it were an inch or more, you know I would have pumped that baby up, driven straight to Bell Tire or yeah. Gene Butman, and asked a lady or gentleman to patch it. That's right. But it was too close. Too I, close. I knew it was not yeah. doable. Yeah, it was rough. Uh-huh. Uh, good news, though. The NAVS employee did get to the dealer with it. Oh, good. Yep. They get a new tire for him? Probably. But I just I was just curious if they had if made they it. they made it. Where they, they go, did. BMW Van Arbor? No, uh, Southfield or something. Southfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the pilot would have been a better road tripper in my eyes if I didn't know that I That's right. had the did X7. Did you touch on your gas mileage that you got in the pilot? I achieved 20 miles Wow, very good figure. The BMW probably would have gotten low 20s although it would have been premium fuel i got 24 and a half ish 25 yeah but that's averaging 70 we would have been averaging about 74 75 and with people in the car and stuff yeah you would have still done like 23 22 23 yeah 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 it would have been nice but i will say the people who were not accustomed to riding around in bmw x7 m60i's thought the pilot was quite nice yeah yeah didn't even have rear heated seats though i thought it did the pilot didn't didn't have heated rear seats Mm -hmm. wow yeah, I bet, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did say for that fifty one. grand. I did say that to one of the guys. I'm like, yeah, we got the poverty spec, and they're like, we're like well, this is a really nice car. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's so funny to when you take people in. Like, I'll I'll take my parents in something, and I'm like bitching about it, and I'm like, yeah, this car sucks or whatever. It's like it doesn't even have this and this, and they're like, oh, this seems like a really nice car. What are you talking yeah. about? Well, yeah. because at the end of the day, any new car is going to be pretty decent. Yeah. It's like when we had the Chevy Equinox driving it. We're like, you know, this really isn't too bad. But then we go through every other one in our I'd head. See, I thought it was bad driving it. Okay. The Traverse, though. Okay. Well, for, 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 I traverse didn't like the Traverse. Okay. You liked the Traverse. I liked the Equinox. You didn't. But either way. I think the Equinox is the worst car we've ever reviewed. Yeah, you weren't around when we had the Mitsubishi Outlander Sport. Oh, is that a bad one? I didn't mind the Eclipse Cross, though. Eclipse Cross Well, I mean, okay. it was it was dreadful, but it wasn't like offensively dreadful you'd take the eclipse cross over the equinox oh yeah wow all day okay because it's got <clears throat> column mounted paddle shifters and but it has a cvt doesn't it i think it's a cvt yeah ah <laughs> uh, silly silly cars yeah uh so the pilot was fine and i think it will still be what 
people flock to the Pilot 4 is they want a car that's reliable, inoffensive to drive, and durable. It's still like a good chunky pilot. interior. It's a yeah. good Honda. It's a good mm-hmm. Pilot. It had, it had uh, really beefy what Chris uh, c- compared to uh, like factory WeatherTech style floor mats that yeah. really got all our dirt and grime with and trail sport logos. Yes, very important. I'm sure you pay more for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Was that the car that didn't have a seat? No, it's the Corolla. Okay, that doesn't have a seat back pocket. Yeah. The, the pilot actually had a cool thing where it's got a little phone holder in the seat back pockets. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, that was yeah, a, that was a clever, cool. clever deal there. So, yeah, pilot, I would, would we give it good car? Like barely just. I would give it good car because it, it still does what it's intended to do. Yeah. Yeah. I would give it a good car knowing that the non-trail sport is probably a good bit better. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. <clears throat> the other car, as I mentioned, was the BMW X7 M60i car that chris got to spend a lot of time with that's right and, and deemed it one of his best one car solutions yeah, on oh yeah yeah well we've had a bit of experience in x7s uh charlie and i drove a uh, individual verde hermes uh, which is a green lamborghini color if you're wondering at uh, bmw test fest last year hustled it on the canyon roads it was fantastic but my most extensive experience with an x7 is we had an alpina xb7 two years ago and after driving that car, I thought this is just the most perfect one car solution. I'd have an Alpina XB7 like all day. And this X7 M60 was the same story. I still think I would prefer the Alpina just because it like suits me a little bit more. But it's, it's it's just the X7 is so BMW-ish that it just it hides its weight so well. Like this is a big, heavy three row SUV and you can hustle this thing properly around corners and it'll go fast in a straight line. It'll go fast around corners. When you put it in sport mode, everything wakes up. Your throttle response is really quick and snappy and it's just, it's a cool thing. And it was, uh, this was also an individual car. It was individual, um, Marina, Marina Bay blue, which you can get regular Marina Bay blue as a, as I think looks better than the frozen. Yeah. You can get you can get regular Marina Bay blue as a, just a standard color, but this one was frozen which in BMW uh, language means a matte or semi-gloss. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you remember the sticker price of the Alpina? I mean, it was quite a bit more, I'm sure. Yeah. It's like 160 grand or something. That's better than I thought. I thought. Yeah. It was better. Oh, okay. I'll look it up. Yeah, I'll look it up. I'm just curious how many Miatas you could also get and still just get the M60i X7. I mean, the Alpina oh, yeah. starts at 145, so ours was probably like 160. That's yeah. actually not terrible, given how. Put it this way: if you get, are a, you chewing your cough drop? No, it's just going okay. around my mouth. If you get an X7 M60i, yes, the Alpina has a hundred more horsepower. <laughs> it's That's crazy, insane. If you get the M60i, you'll drive around and no one will know that you have anything cool. You'll just, you'll be an X7. Yeah. If you get the Alpina, you are cool. I mean, it really does. It looks different. It drives faster, obviously. It's more comfortable. I mean, it's smoother. The interior feels crazy, like unique and cool. So I think Alpina is my favorite in house tuning company of any of the brands. Yeah. Would you go, would you, would you agree? Mm-hmm. that's the one that we had mm-hmm. that uh forbes it's probably mm-hmm. the one we had mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it could explain why it was missing a center cap look at that action shot yeah yeah it's a bit it's really hustling which yeah. you can do in that mm-hmm. 
Would you agree that Alpina is one of the best like in the house? I tuning love company? Alpina. You yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I love Alpina. My alleged top speed is in an Alpina, and so is yours. Yeah, when we took that trip to Mexico. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. mine was also in Mexico on mm-hmm. a on a side road. Mine wasn't on a highway. Yours was on a highway, right? Mm-hmm. So safer environment. Yep. I was expecting a what kind of animals they have in Mexico? Uh, rabbit. Ja- Jackrabbit. Jackrabbit. I was expecting a jackrabbit to run out and ruin the front, so yeah. lifted off at some speed did I ever tell you about our trip across nevada in the pacifica no oh did you max it out well yes we i mean we had a pacifica hybrid that we drove to california and back and we had the throttle pinned that through car most driver of, yeah through most of the desert because the hybrid only tops out at like 110 oh so you're just floating just at 110 ring. yeah, yeah. Uh, i think cruise maxed at like 100 or you could just hold the throttle down for like 110 so you had to decide what was worth it right but we went back through nevada across what's called the loneliest road in america Route you go 66? like six mm-hmm, i don't think so no. it's a different different road and you go like 40 miles at a time without seeing anyone sort of thing it's just like and it was nighttime and we were not going full speed because it was night and everything but we we're just doing highway speeds or whatever like 70 something we hit somewhere between seven and ten jackrabbits because they just go across the road and they're sizable things i mean they're they're small enough that you can keep going and it doesn't damage the car but they're large enough that you hear like thunk and there's just nothing we could do. Just driving. Thump. And like, there's another one. In a Pacifica, they probably just yeah. sucked right under it. I mean, at the end, the next morning, we like looked up in front and there was just like blood and fur and everything on the front of the car, but nothing was like damaged. Damaged, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a cool experience going through there, but we did hit a lot of jackrabbits. What car would you pick to go across the country? You'd pick any car you'd like. I, think I was you'd... about to say the X7 M6 or Alpina, but um, yeah. is it just me in the car? Uh yeah, yeah it's just you. Hmm. Yeah, so you could get, you could question. have something small. There's an argument to be made for a 911, but yeah. I don't think I'd go that way. Another car that comes to mind is the AMG GT 63s. Yes, I figured you'd have a Mer- an AMG Mercedes of some sort. S class is also high up there, like an S five eighty. Yeah, S five eighty was awesome. Or the new S sixty three with a thousand pound feet of torque. Yeah, <clears throat> but it's a plug in hybrid, isn't that it? That five eighty was fast enough that I don't feel oh, like five eighty was super quick. <laughs> yeah, like I don't think I need the AMG. I don't need to risk it like riding worse or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I'd, I'd want to be able to have something with some character and some soul. What are some of the most soulful cars that we've driven the last few years? LC five hundred. Yeah, that would be an okay option. F type? No. Elbows. I want to make it. <laughs> what else had a lot of soul? Kona N, Elantra N. I'm not doing anything under 100,000. Um, <laughs> well, we don't drive many things that are over 100 grand. We do, be but. It's easy to narrow down. Because uh, obviously it wouldn't go like McLaren. What about an Alpina, Alpina B8? That's, that's, that's probably, probably what, what I'd be. have. Yeah. Especially whenever they do the new. Oh, I wouldn't do the B8. I'd do a B7, B7. but whatever the the new one is going to be, that is that yeah. is what I'd do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the new 7 series would be a great. That'd be a road good car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How about you? An Alpina B8 yeah. or a B7. Yeah. yeah. Some sort of Alpina. Can we can we once we're like super buddy buddies with BMW, can we ask for an Alpina B7 and an Alpina B8 and do a road trip with them and just see which one's better? Yeah, for very important research. Yeah. 
Hey, can hey. we can we drive these across the country? These one hundred and fifty thousand dollar. Can we drive three hundred thousand dollars worth of your cars across the country for we no put reason? Five thousand miles. I'm gonna get two thousand <laughs> views on the video. Uh, That'd be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Be quite expensive in gas, but whatever. Be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. How fast do Alpinas go if you max them out? They probably go like two hundred. They probably get yeah quite up there. I imagine the the B eight probably has the highest. Yeah, because they don't do a B five anymore, do they? They've never done a B5 in America. They do them in other countries. Yeah, yeah. They did a B3 in the other countries too, right? Yeah. The only ones we've ever had in America are the B7, which we've had since the E65 generation, which is the hideous body style that you Beautiful like. one, the bangle butt. Um, And then after that, we had the, B, we had the B6, which was the 6 Series Alpina. Yeah. But then that got replaced by the B8 when BMW killed the 6 Series. Yeah. And then now, of course, the XB7. Mm-hmm. You're looking up Alpina top speed. Uh yeah, two hundred and one. That yeah. Alpina B eight top speed. Um, that's pretty two hundred and one for a sedan. And well, it probably sorry, gets there like a grand coupe. It's a four door. See what the B seven is. Probably like one ninety eight. Probably or the same could also be two hundred one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How close did you get to that? Oh, this says two hundred five for the B seven. Nice. Two hundred and five. Uh, I did not get super close to that. You didn't get close to two hundred five. Allegedly. I was only, I was 52 miles per hour away from the top speed of the B8. Well, I was closer than that. But you were closer than that. Yeah. You were, yeah, you were probably like 45 miles per hour away. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. It was still pulling. How, how, how fast? Cause obviously you get from, you get three quarters of the way there, but yeah, then how long does the last 25%? The yeah. yeah. 25%. The thing is though, when I let off, it was still pulling like a yeah. freight train. Oh yeah. Here's the thing, BMW. Way back in the day when the Veyron came out, and I'm sure they did it with the Chiron as well, they did a press event where they invited people out to uh, Nardo and <laughs> let them top that baby out, get a the Veyron 240. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine? Can you imagine, like, the journalists, and this is not throwing shade, but can you imagine some of the people that we go with going 240 in a Bugatti? I think it was pretty well vetted. I think it was yeah. a, small, a small group, but Chubba got to do it. Um, and he said it was, he was said it was incredible. Yeah. Chubba and Don Sherman have both been over 200 multiple times. And like Don's got a license plate, um, thing on one of his cars that says like 200 plus club. That's cool. Or something. Yeah. From the Bonneville salt flats. He did an arc, a tuned arc seven. Oh, very cool. Up over 200 miles per hour at the salt flats. Very cool. But anyway, um, I think BMW should host an event where we get Alpinas up to their top speed. Yes. In the desert. Somewhere. I don't care where. Yeah. Take us to Germany. I'm sure they got some test facility that can do it. True. Yeah. Um, so, Jay, if you're listening. And Jeff. Yeah. Something to... Jeff, I like you. Don't get me wrong. Something tells me Jeff doesn't quite have the pull at BMW to make that happen. Oh, okay. I think that'd be Sorry, more of a Jeff. Jay or an Alex thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Jay, please. Yeah. That'd be really cool. It'd be, it'd be great um, publicity, but I do worry that they would not want Alpina to be seen in that way, and they'd rather do that with an M car. True. Just sad. Alpina's cool. Even though Alpina Alpinas are literally built to go on the Autobahn and go yeah. 200. Well, maybe that's the thing. Maybe we just need to get a, an Alpina press car and go to Germany. Well, let's go to Germany first and then get the I was going to say it'd probably car. be easier to go there yeah. first and then okay. get it as opposed to getting one here and then somehow taking it to Germany. Yeah. Uh, anyway, X7 M60i, very good car. Great car. Uh, the ambient Fantastic lighting game has car. been stepped up. Not yeah, quite to not where the S class is. As Mercedes, though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Bowers and Wilkins, not quite as good as the Volvo, but still just close. Just getting into S tier. Very, very good. Rides great. 
Yeah. Uh, tires need to be stronger against nails slash screws. And uh, I'm jealous I didn't get to spend more time in it. Yeah. yeah. And that's Daily Motor. And that's Daily Motor. This week at Daily Motor headquarters, we have two pretty cool cars. And they're, they're both red. Both red. And they're both performancey vehicles. They're both all-wheel drive. They're both all-wheel drive. They're both of them have multiples of three cylinders. Mm-hmm. Neither of them are crossovers. Neither of them are crossovers. Both of them have four doors. Mm-hmm. Both of them have four wheels. Mm-hmm. Both of them have. Both of them are foreign. One of them has winter tires. Yes. First and that one, one is is the BMW M340i. That's right. X Drive. They're probably all X Drive at this point. Maybe not actually. No. No. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool car. Cost sixty eight grand. Which isn't crazy, especially because you could build a 56. nice one. Does it start at 56 or something? Yeah, or well, predestination, so like True, 58. Yeah. You could build a nice one for about 60 grand. Yeah. And uh, Ours is Melbourne Red. Very pretty. We love the BMW turbocharged inline six motor. The B58. <clears throat> the B58. It's great. Yeah. It's you great. got B58, ZF8 speed. A lot of good eights there. Good eights, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The B the B fifty eight is nice because it's not a psychopath like the S fifty eight and the M cars, and it's just a nice, comfortable level of power that you, it's it's very usable. You can use all of it um, without shiting yourself like you would in an M car, a new M car. Here's a good way to put it: you could take your mother out, and you could drive entirely docile. Yes, and and it would be smooth, quiet, good fuel economy. You'd never disrupt her. But if she were interested in a bit of fun, mm-hmm. you can still launch control it and scare her. Yes. Yeah. It's a cool, cool blend like that. Do you remember back, and here's another reason to get a B58 car instead of an S58 car. Do you remember back when my dad had that neck surgery? Yes. And I had committed to my parents. I said, I'll drive you guys to the hospital because it was at like four in the morning or something. Well, the car we had on test that week was a BMW X3 M competition. So I was having to just baby this thing because after my dad got a, some sort of neck surgery, a thyroid, you're not supposed to have any sudden movements. They told him that. And I'm like, and we've, we've got to go home in an X3M competition. It's not possible. So there were a couple moments where there were like little winces from the passenger seat where I was like, I'm sorry, I'm giving it 1% throttle and it's still going. So you could genuinely drive him home safely and comfortably with a B58. Oh, yeah. 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 The car looks really cool too with its LCI. I think was it I think you put it in that it actually looks modernized. I said that about the X7. Oh, we were talking about the, the X7. The 3 here. series looks good, but I think there's too much black on the front bumper. Mm. Yeah. Now do you only get that with the M340i or do you also no, get No, you the get it you get it with the 330i as well. Mm. It's just it's too much too much of the bumper is taken up by like a like a grill. Mm. So I mean it looks okay. I just okay. it's 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 fine. I don't know. Got iDrive 8 now, which once I'm getting you play more with it to, in, yeah. for half an hour in your driveway, works okay. Yep. Works pretty good. Yeah, I fine. really appreciate that they still have the rotary knob still and the volume. volume knob. The only irritating thing is the climate. That's it. Everything else is like usable. In yeah. That. If you just use climate control on auto, you'll be okay. Yeah. But you can also ask it. You can say, hey, BMW, and you can ask it to do things too. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've got the new 7 series, you can say, hey, BMW, open all four doors, and it will. Yeah. Can you tell it to open an individual door? Yes. That's really cool. You can tell it to open any of the doors. You can tell it to open any of the windows and how far you want the windows to open. You can say, hey, BMW, open 
open the driver's side window a little bit and it'll go. I like to think that there is some one person who's going to stumble across this podcast while driving a seven series, a new one. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> opening the do doors it. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> opening the windows. It's like when you, uh, when there's a podcast or a radio show or whatever that says like, Hey, Alexa, play blah, blah, blah. And, and it people's... triggers your Alexa yeah, in your yeah. house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will not get to spend a ton of time with this car, but I'll get it on Sunday and I'm looking forward to it. And you're going to drive it up to Midland. And Unless I get a nail on the tire. Well, I won't be driving it first. So you'll be okay. Fair. I've already got my uh, day drives. Yeah. Charlie, you want to tell them all? Well, I guess, well, let's talk about, you want to talk about our second car first, or do you want to tell them all why you won't be spending time in the M340i? Let's talk about our second car first. Okay. Our second car this week at DMHQ is, drum roll, the 2023 Toyota Corolla, GR Corolla. GR Corolla Core in red, which is the same as the one that we drove in California. However, this one has heated seats and a heated steering wheel. Yeah. So it's Michigan spec. This car. Besides the tires. Is a good example of one that you drive it in a controlled environment like we did in California. You're like, this is cool. But getting it back in our normal stomping grounds affirms and f- and more bolsters how cool it is yeah because out there everything's kind of cool because we're driving yeah. new roads your, your, your brain is focusing on different things yeah. but here all the roads are like the back of our hand so we're so focusing we really yeah. on the car and we know okay i've taken this right turn 300 times over the last yeah. two years when i do it in this car how do i feel and it it feels really good. Yeah. It allegedly uh, will do donuts, four-wheel donuts, which That's is right. really cool. Yeah. And is it's got the handbrake. It's fun. It sounds good. The ride is better here than I expected it to be. Yeah. It's a little rough, but you can't blame that. I think it's better than the Focus. Because... The Focus RS? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it might even be better than the Civic Type R. I'm really curious for the Topher to get it next week and go back to back. Uh, de- for development on the Civic Type R. Chris unplugged his active dampers and it softened it back. It softened because like even yeah, because even when you're in comfort mode. <laughs> yeah. Even when you're in comfort wow. or whatever, it still tightens them a little bit. And he unplugged them and I drove it mm-hmm. and it is the ride is very impressive with no active dampers active. So I'm sure he'll talk about that on Topher channel soon. He's gonna do a video on that, but We've departed from the days of needing to tune your powertrain and now you need to tune your suspension. And you just need to unplug things until the car is less irritating. Well, that's what I had to do with my Model Y. Yeah. Unplug the wheel speed sensor so that I could, so drift. could drift it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and drive it properly on track because it was heating itself up with the uh, brake biasing and everything. You know? Keone. Oh. Yeah. I could see the legitimate argument to entirely swap out the shocks on something like the Civic Type R yeah. for just fixed ones. Yeah. I remember a lot of the BMWs back like five years ago or so the ones that came with adjustable dampers were worse across the board than the ones that came with fixed dampers because yeah. engineers would would design one good suspension tuning for the fixed damper car but for the adaptive ones it's kind of all over the place like you can't possibly tune for every situation right. so yeah right. um yeah the Topher would be better suited with just a 90s car yes he would it's it makes sense that he loved his volvo and his forerunner and it makes sense that he loves the BRZ because well, really he's just unplugged anything. everything. Why well, not? He's just going to get new cars and try to make them old. Yeah. And I get yeah. why he wants new cars because content and Apple CarPlay and yeah. things like that. But Apple CarPlay. I mean, he really ought to just have a 1993 Acura NSX and be done with it. Yeah. But lift it. <laughs> Turn it into a Yeah. Lift it with some rally lights. That'd be sick. <laughs> yeah. Overlanding NSX. Yeah. yeah. The rooftop tent. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. 
I feel like there's somebody that does that with an NSX. There's somebody that does it with a 996 uh, yeah. C4S. Yeah. Do you think the Maverick has roof rail support? Like, do you think you can get probably roof rails for yeah, the Maverick? Probably. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Ones that like go back into the bed, you mean? Or no, just no, like no. Regular, just, just regular. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it does. If it doesn't, then Ford is stupid. There's a, a company that reached out to us called Pakasport, I think. You get a lot of Chinese companies reaching out. No, to this you. one's American. I believe. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Pakistan. They uh, they build top carrier things, uh, really nice looking ones too. And we don't really have much reason, but I was considering like maybe we can get one for the Maverick or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. On there. Uh, so those are the two cars. Before we get to the cars that I will be driving this week that Chris is jealous of, I can't talk about how it drove, but I did drive the 2024 GMC Hummer SUV, Hummer EV SUV. Yeah. Um, it is nine inches shorter than the truck. Also, jeez, 0.2 inches, sorry, 0.2 miles per hour. I don't know if I can say this, but it is a little bit slower than the, um, like on paper, a little bit slower than the truck because yeah. the battery pack's a little smaller. Okay. It doesn't make as much voltage. Well. So it only has six, 850 horsepower. How much torque? 1,200. It's <laughs> a big boy. 1,200 pound feet of torque, but it probably weighs like 8,000 pounds. A little bit more than that. No, it weighs more than eight thousand pounds. I, I thought that was the enough. truck weighs over nine. Jeez, yeah, it's like eight thousand five hundred pounds. A little bit more than that. Nine thousand pounds. Well, yeah, roughly. They, didn't, they wouldn't. Pounds. They wouldn't give us actual. Why didn't figures? you find a weigh bridge? Why didn't you go to weigh it? That actually would have been pretty Charlie, smart. But we just we just based it because I was with I was with Alex on autos, so he knew the best way to do everything, and uh, we just went off the GVWR and kind of like we we t- we knew the payload. Took, subtracted that from Is the he in your video did you film with him yeah there's a there's a part in the miles per hour video where uh i show the camera review mirror and alex is back there like looking around <laughs> he's funny like, he's a yeah. funny guy yeah he's a cool dude yeah it was it was, it was a good filming partner because he's also like you know he was like i don't even want to sit through the like stupid presentation they have like let's just get all our filming done i was like great which is how the BMW event that I'm going to this week seems to be laid out it seems to be a video journalist only event and it's literally just like Here's the cars for two days. Get your get your content filmed, and the cars that we will be driving, are we, I, him. well, me and Doug Demiro, uh, will be driving. Rub it in. Are the BMW M2 and the BMW XM. I'm not jealous of the XM, but I'm jealous, very, very, very jealous of the M2, mostly because I've never really spent any time in in an M2. They're excellent. Yeah, I've I've driven them around an autocross course back when I've spent a very brief amount of time with a company that housed BMW events. Um, I ripped plenty of M2s around the autocross course, but like that's like the most time I've spent in an M2, which is really sad. Here's the best way I can describe the M2 to you being someone who's very familiar now with Porsches, Caymans and Boxsters and everything. If the Cayman is a fine scalpel, yeah, the M2 is a missile. Okay. It's just, it's just a it's just a gun. Yeah. Like it 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 is also very fun to drive but not from like a satisfying like oh that was just precision. It's more like ah! This new M2 is going to be fantastic as well. Probably. I'm calling it because the 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 new 2 series is fantastic. The M240i is one of my favorite cars. Yeah. So the M2 Dude's, is going to be Hopefully. You're going to be um excited you're you're yes. what's the word Correct. aroused ah yeah that's more appropriate 
The well, consider this though. You and I prefer the M340i to the M3. In yeah, most but situations. no, no, no. Yeah, but but no, no, because the M the M2 is not for dentists. <laughs> right. Even though my doctor, okay, <laughs> my doctor owns an M4, and he was talking to me about. Actually, and, I, and I'm going to ask you about this when you get back because okay. he's every time I've seen him, he's been like, hey, "Oh, did you drive that new M2? Have you driven the new M2?" He's like, he's like, I want to go put an order in, but I want to know what it's like because he's he bought his M4 new. It's a it's the hardtop convertible M4, so it's like a 2016 or something or whatever. Is this the doctor who put stitches in your head? Yes, mm. it is. Yeah, this is the doctor that removed a uh, uh, growth from my scalp. Mm. Nice guy. Yeah. So we just talk about it. We just talked about M cars the whole time and easy enough. Distracted me. Have him buy your M Roadster. He's a bit bit more of a sophisticated man. Uh, he doesn't want his glove box. He, he doesn't. He, he doesn't want to go over a bump and have the glove box completely fall off the dashboard. Okay. That's but fair. yeah. So I'll be curious to see because then next time I see him, I can tell him about it. If yeah. he ha- if he hasn't already ordered one, he probably has. But because I mean, he he's got to assume that it's going to be a good car. Well. Presumably there will be a competition within two years, and then there will be a CS after that. So he could always get one of those as well if he needs to. Yeah. Yep. He doesn't dig the looks of the new M4, and he also doesn't dig that it's a soft top. So he's like, "Well, I might as well just get a hard top car, anyways. That's a fixed roof." But it's funny you mention that because yeah. my uncle has currently a great convertible. It's like one of the last model years Lexus IS three fifty convertible. Very rare car. Hard yeah. top convertible. Yeah, yeah. very rare. Mm-hmm. My, very. Aunt, my aunt had one of those. She got rid of it for yep. an Audi A4. Right. Same. Or sad. And he'd like to eventually upgrade, you know, get something because it's getting older. But he he wants a hard top convertible. And I was yeah. thinking about it. I'm like, no one's doing hard top convertibles anymore. No, they all switch Everyone's to soft tops. Top. Mercedes and BMW both switch to soft tops. And he's like, what do I get? I'm, I was like having a difficult time. Does like, anyone do a hard top convertible still? Mini doesn't. Uh, oh, really oh Mazda, through. the Miata. does. A, they do a hard top convertible. I don't think he's going to go from an IS350 to a Miata. Why? Different class, yeah. Yeah, and he's taller. Nobody That's does. just. He, what he about Audi? What about the does Does Audi do one with the A five, or is that a soft top? I think it's a soft, soft top. top. Yeah, Mercedes. Um, this Bentley. I mean, that'd be a class up. He can't afford. No, a Bentley. Bentley does soft top. Yeah, that's what I thought. Rolls Royce also does soft top. Aston. Aston Martin does soft top, I believe. Who builds a hard top convertible? Mazda, just Mazda. It's not even a real proper convertible. It's a do Targa. A We're gonna do oh, a Google search. Uh, nine eleven Targa. Oh, yeah. He has to get has a 911 hmm. Targa. Oh. Yep. All right. I'll let him know. Uncle Ray, our top 911 Targa. It won't even be a full convertible. You'll have to have a Targa, which is okay because those are very beautiful. Interesting. Uh, Hummer. Hummer will give you a hard top convertible and remove the roof panels. And Jeep. Why does this say Jaguar F-Type? That's a lie. Yeah, ah, Ferrari soft. Portofino. Ah, he can get a por- he can get a Ferrari. So you have to get a Ferrari or a 911 or a Miata. Corvette. Mm. Corvette's a hard top convertible. Yeah, that actually. Miata would... RF, Ferrari Portofino. Okay. This says the SL, but that's a lie because yep. it's not. 911 Targa, like you said. Corvette, Ford Bronco. <laughs> yeah, and Bronco, Jeep, Gladiator. McLaren 720S, which mm. Mm, is it? Yeah. I guess. Mm. Jeep Wrangler. Tesla Roadster, which doesn't exist. No. It's a hypothetical vehicle, which will never exist. Same with the Cybertruck. Actually, I think the Cybertruck will exist, but it's just going to be shit. Are you, are you are we expecting a reaction? Are you done? Huh? Are you, are you looking at me? 
Are you expecting a reaction, or are you done? No, I'm done. Oh, okay. Um, yes, the M2 still comes with a six-speed manual, which we're very excited about, and it's going to be awesome to drive. I'm looking forward to it. Unfortunately, there's no track driving, so that can make you feel a little bit better. Well, the track driving will happen at Test Fest. True. Yeah. Which I'm going to aim for you, me, and the Topher to go on. Yeah, Chris mentioned interest in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in that this year. So I, I, I would go as far as to, like, have him take my spot if they didn't let all three of us go okay because it's he he needs to go yeah he does first year it was because of austin second year it was just, i think a mixture of he had done a lot of trips and you and like they invited you and i yeah um and then but this year he should go yeah uh the other car the xm is a plug-in hybrid if i'm not mistaken a very strange looking car strange gonna, is very polite of you to yeah, say it's gonna interestingly i told my dad about him like you'll think it's really ugly and he looked it up and he's like oh i think it's kind of cool i was like what he like never likes unconventional looking things <laughs> and yet he didn't mind the xm so i don't know okay. it's, it's i'm not gonna comment on the xm okay uh do you have any copart cars for us I know you've been busy lately driving BMWs around. Uh, I don't know if I have any Copart cars. Let's see. I don't because I've been salty ever since I didn't get that CT200H because one of you bid on it. Someone from Georgia. And it's probably Maybe it was someone in Austria or wherever we have the most listeners. Australia. Mm. Is it Austria or Aust- No, it actually said yeah. Georgia. Because like, you know Copart tells you what state is mm. bidding on the car. Uh, okay, I've got, I've got one we can look at actually which is intriguing. Bringing up the old Copart website now. All right, give me a number, Chris. Four one eight seven three two three three. Four one eight seven three two three three. You get it? Nope. The website refreshed. Four one eight seven three two three three. This, ladies and gentlemen, is a salvage title two thousand eleven BMW seven fifty i. That's right. And as you like the F01, one, don't you? This is the gen that came after the E65. Yeah, I like it. Not as much as E65, but... Uh, Just a white screen. Yeah, it's a very white spec, this one. Um, yeah. I think uh, maybe one of your 100 Hansons isn't a big fan of the of that generation. Of the F01 7 series. series. Yeah. 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 Um, tell us about it, Chris. Well, it's crashed in the front. It's in Ohio. Yeah. It's got a salvage title, but it doesn't look too bad to where it wouldn't be unfixable. Right, because every car that goes to Copart in Ohio is a salvage title. Is a salvage title, title yeah. yeah. Whereas Michigan cars sometimes keep a, a clean title. Quite a lot, I would say. Yeah. Um, I guess okay. we're not doing well, the Well, that'll Copart end thing. the Copart <laughs> segment for today. <laughs> if you all want to look that car up, you have the auction number. You can. Yeah, it was read it. very quickly to you by Chris. Yeah. Yep. Great. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, if I should have said this at the beginning, I suppose, but if you didn't see my notification yesterday, which you probably didn't because many people don't see YouTube notifications, oh, right, right. uh, podcasts are going up on Wednesdays now. It's going to provide a little bit more buffer room for me and Chris to record the podcasts. Um, me and Chris for, uh, yeah, for me and Chris to record the podcasts. Chris and I. No, it'd be, it'd be for me and Chris to record. For me and Chris. Because yeah. it's operating as an object. Okay. I'm just an object to Charlie. <laughs> I am too. We're both objects in okay. this situation. Yeah. Uh, it gives us a little more time to record, edit, get it up, and then days where one of us is ill, then it gives us a little buffer room. Because yesterday the podcast would have been a little bit like that. Yeah. It's MRNT of the whole time. Yeah. Difficult for me to be exciting. Yeah. I'm going to go find out if Tommy the tow rig can tow this Miata well and do it three-wheel drive 
Do they still have the uh, front left? Oh, wheel it is. Th- it is three wheel drive. Yeah, you'll be you'll be fine in rear wheel drive. Mm-hmm. It's dry out. Yep. And you are going to go be a driving to Midland enthusiast. Yeah, I would go getting eat thirty first, miles so. per gallon. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. And we will be back at you next week with recaps on some of these cars. We are Paris and Nicole with Daily Motor, and as always, B fifty eight on. Mm. That's what I'm going to go do. Thank mm-hmm. you.